Hi, welcome to Dear Nikki. My name is Nikki, and if you've been here before, welcome back. And if you're new to the show, this show is all about sex and the fantasies that people have. Reading from emails directly and anonymously sent to me, together we explore the experiences of everyday people, just like yourself. You never know who I could be reading from. I could be reading about a blowjob party. The premises is you make the receivee come right as the ball drops. You know, right at midnight. A different kind of midnight kiss. I could be reading from a couple that likes to have sex right at midnight or time they're coming right at midnight on the table outside for all to see. I could be reading from a woman who likes to random text on social hookups and see if somebody can make her come right at midnight. I guess you guess there's a pattern here. Just remember by submitting a confession or question or anything else, even if it's just a low, you certify the following are true. You're the sole creator of the submission. You're 18 years of age or older, legally able to write, submit erotic or pornographic material. Stories including bestiality, incest, incest fantasies, underage role play, rape, sex, rape fantasies, or other non-consensual content or racial slurs will not be aired. We reserve the right to change names or other identifiable information, and you're releasing all rights to your creation. Happy New Year to all. I hope you had a safe journey wherever you did. I stayed home and I actually, you know, I have a very, 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 very busy January. So I decided to stay home. I have the party to go to, plus I'm doing some other things. And as I told my subscribers that just hit today, meaning Sunday, because I forgot to move it out of draft mode and schedule mode. Yeah, I'm bad about that sometimes, especially if I'm working ahead to, you know, to schedule it. Like if I know I'm going to be gone or schedule gone that weekend for a trip or something or appearance, I have to schedule it way in advance. And sometimes I, especially when it comes to my subscription, I, I save it and forget to put it in draft mode. So Apple people, I am extremely sorry for you because apparently two of your episodes were in draft for a long time and are just going to are dropping back to back. Anywho, um, so pay attention, as I told my subscribers, February 1st, uh, end of January, February 1st, for a big announcement on one of those shows. Um, I'm doing something very big, something that I have gotten letters on request, private messages request, emails. Like I said, it just, you have finally pushed me into doing something. And I think I found a way, I'm pretty sure I found a way, at least to do part of it. Uh, the other thing, I'm locking it down as we speak, so it's going to take a while, but it'll be here. Just give me a couple extra days. And like I said, this is why I stayed home, because I have a lot of intri- intricate pieces to put together to make it all work by February. And I'm looking forward to it. So as every year, I ask, do you have a sexual bucket list this year? Or do you have something that you are looking to explore sexually this year? Do you have like a goal or maybe pushing your boundaries a little bit? I am, and I'm doing it on the 29th, one of them. And um, it's part of my thing, so I can't tell you. But it is something that I have personally stayed away from. 
but I have found my own way to do it. I've always wanted to do it, um, but not being brave. So as I'm taking you on this new journey with me, I want you to know that I am taking a step in a different direction that I have found a way to make it work for me. And I will be sharing it with you. <laughs> and this is my, um, oh my God, like I'm walking on the thin line of telling you things and I'm really nervous. So I'm just saying this, take that chance. Even if it's just a tiny step, some people aren't like myself where they just don't take those big leaps. And that's okay. I'm proud of even the tiny steps that I've taken. And I've come to the point where my tiny steps are, you're either going to fucking take that leap or you're not. And this is it. This is for me. So again, keep an eye out on February 1st, January 28th, as long as everything pulls together. And I probably, if it doesn't all pull together, I'll be able to pull some of it together and get it out to you. Um, but I can't wait for you to be on this new journey with me. And I cannot wait to read your stories, your confessions this coming year of seeing what you have embraced or that you've even just been brave enough to open up to us, to your tribe, to your sexual tribe of knowing that you're not alone. You're not the only one with desires. You're not the only one that is finding ways to comfortably and safely doing it, what's right for them. So enjoy me on my roller coaster on this wild ride this year, and I will hold your hand on yours. How about that? You know what time it is. It's time to sit back, relax, let's have a whiskey with some filthy cherries, of course, and explore some erotic fantasies from people just like you and me. Dear Nikki, Rhonda, my older married MILF with friends with benefits, who I'd been hooking up with for the past year, was separating from her husband and moving into her own apartment. I'd met her at a new job after graduating from high school. I was 18, and she was 28-year-old petite brunette with big baby doll brown eyes, small perky tits, and a cute ass. We'd been getting together to fuck every chance we got. And now that she was getting her own apartment, I expected our playtime to increase when her kids were with her ex. She called me the second day after moving in and asked if I could come over that next night. It was a couple nights earlier than we had planned, but she had said she had a slight problem. When the cable guy was installing her equipment, they had struck up a conversation. She thought he was cute and accepted an invite to go on a date with him. The problem was that when her friend that lived in the same complex found out that Rhonda told her it was a bad idea. She had gone on a date with him, and it had been a mistake. She told Rhonda they had expected sex on the first date, that saying no didn't seem like an option, and that when she finally said yes, that the sex was very rough and not in a good way. Rhonda was scared and wanted me to come over and be there when he arrived. I agreed, but had to come up with an excuse to cancel plans with the girl I was currently dating. I arrived 30 minutes before he was to get to the apartment to pick her up. We came up with a plan that I was a good friend going through a breakup and I was drunk off my ass. I shotgunned three beers and started on my fourth, but the bottles at the end of the table next to the love seat where I would be laying passed out state. Rhonda was very nervous and I was hoping I could pull off the performance. He arrived right on time and sounded excited, chatted as he entered the apartment. I was laying soundly on the love seat eyes closed with a half-empty bottle in my hand. 
I knew he spotted me when there was an abrupt silence to his chatter. Rhonda whispered to him, he's a good friend of mine. His girlfriend broke up with him and he needed to talk, but he's really wasted. The cable guy immediately suggested that they leave me there to sleep it off while they went out. Rhonda said that wouldn't be a good idea and that she didn't want to leave me alone like this. He sat on the couch across from me and I lay perfectly still, breathing deeply like drunk. I knew he was looking at me, trying to figure out a way around the problem. After about an hour of back and forth, which included him suggesting to go to another room, the cable guy finally begrudgingly agreed to take a rain check. I could almost feel his animosity towards me as he walked by to leave. Rhonda said goodnight and quietly closed the door and locked it. I remained in place in case he made a last-ditch attempt to persuade her. She said she was going back to her bedroom to watch out the window to make sure he left. She wasn't sure he'd given her up either. After a couple of minutes, I polished off the remains of my prop and slid to the floor. The love seat was in front of a large second-story window directly overlooking the parking lot. We didn't need him to see me up and about. I crouched down and made my way to the hall, where I started stripping off my clothes. I was totally naked, with a raging heart on, as I entered their darkened room. She was focused, looking out at the partially open curtains, standing in the shadows, looking out at the parking lot. He hasn't left yet, she said, feeling my presence. I moved behind her and carefully removed her clothes as she continued to watch. Once she was completely nude, I pulled her close, pressing my swollen cock in the small of her back as I nibbled and kissed her neck. My hands roamed her body and slipped between her legs to run through the silky folds of her already wet pussy. Has anyone ever told you that you have a big cock? She asked. I think you did a time or two. We giggled. I think he could see your heart on, she said. Couldn't help it. I was thinking how naughty you were going to be after he left. You knew I was going to take this pussy when I came through that door tonight, whether he left or not. He's leaving, she said, but you knew you were taking this pussy as soon as I called. We fucked savagely for hours before going to the kitchen to hydrate. She looked sexy with her hair messed up in the refrigerator light. I couldn't help myself, bending her over the counter and fucking her hard. From there, we went to the Christian the rest of the apartment, fucking and feeding her cock in the living room, setting her on the dining room table, devouring her pussy, fucking her on her hands and knees, until we got to the bathroom and jumped to the shower. There was no doubt by the echoing of her voice in the shower that our neighbors knew that their new neighbor was taking a good fucking as she cried out, whimpered, moaned, and loudly begged to be fucked harder. Rescuing someone from a psycho cable guy because that's what friends with benefits do. Just in your response to your questions and comments, our relationship was unique. We were and still are great friends. We would hang out as friends with those we were dating. We never talked bad about each other's partners at the time. We were there when there was trouble and one of us needed a shoulder to cry on. I think I was a good guy and mature when we met, but she helped me grow inside and outside the bedroom. When my first wife broke my heart, she was there to help me feel worth. I don't think we allowed it to turn to anything else, fearing that what we had would be lost. That being said, we did love to fuck and experiment. She did share me with her friend whose apartment we first hooked up at, but only once during a drunk evening. She said she saw her friend's eyes glaze over like a crack fiend when I fucked her and thought she'd try to see me on the side the only time she showed jealousy. 
I believe she gave me a fetish for fucking married women, being a third to help a husband boyfriends fuck their women and occasionally sharing my partners. And my wife, who again, I'm 100% loyal to, is equally as adventurous. Kevin. Well, hello, Kevin. You remind me of this caller, now that you've kind of wrapped this all up in a neat bow for me, that he, I've talked to him, but it was very, you know, it's, I don't, it's been quite a while since I talked to this gentleman. His thing was exactly what you were saying, but actually he took it a step further. Um, There's times he would help impregnate couples that couldn't get pregnant. But on the side, he did for men that were having problems with ED and nothing has worked. He would come in and fuck their wives and he would in front of them or have side pieces or, you know, he would have places, but it was, and he turned it into a service actually. So he didn't consider himself a um, male escort by any sorts of the means. He did help. He sold, I'm trying to think how he, he wrapped it up in a very, very, very neat bow. Um, He sold his services as a, um, I want to say it basically was a sexual helper or a um, third dick, but that's not how I, pre- I, I know what will happen. I'll finish recording and I'll remember what he called it. But basically that's what he did. He, he helped men with ED that couldn't pleasure their wife and he would come in and have sex. And he actually had a schedule and he only, he didn't take anybody. He was very, very, um, distinguished and who he chose. And, and not only that, he's like, you know, I only have so much stamina. So he only took like one or two, you know, a day, but I think his roster was six women. And not that he took them every day of the week, because, you know, I mean, I think he said he could have if he'd done it in his 20s, but he's older in our age. I think he's older than me in 50s. So that does, yes, make him a silver fox. Um, I have been offered. Um, and you know, but again, no. So <laughs> though I'm there, I, I would, I would love to be there to watch him in action. That would be kind of hot. Actually, not kind of, it would be hot, but I would love to be there in the negotiation process or actually the process of him on a first you know, meeting a couple. I would love to be there just to listen to how that goes and how he explains on what's going on. He never made it sound clinical or detached or anything like that. He just, you know, said, this is a service I provide to give women. And every time he called, he told me about a different woman and a different experience. And it was just amazing. Again, I don't know. It it could be just a fantasy of his, but it was very, very enticing that you know, I mean, anything can be a service, right? I mean, you can even deliver hot dogs and there is delivery for hot dogs. So why not delivery of dick, right? But again, he made it to where it wasn't, he wasn't an escort. And in his eyes, an escort is, doesn't have necessarily, you know, he once, he only opened up his services if there was no, like someone dropped off. Like if a woman or a husband and a partner, they decided that this was not for them anymore. Then he opened up and had appointments standing in. So a little different. I I don't see the difference, but because I, I guess, you know, in his eyes, there was a little bit of an emotional attachment. He wasn't just going to fuck the fuck. There was uh, 
a service he was providing. He was giving him, giving them that connection of grounding. And so a little different, I guess you could say there's that gray area. What do you guys think? If you had nothing else to do and you could get it up and you had an amazing dick or pussy and the, you know, the, their partners didn't have a drive. Cause obviously you, you do hear that out there where the partner is just, they love their spouse. They're just no drive. Could you be the sexual connection for that couple? Could you have that type of service where you built up a, a connection where you offered sexual services for couples because the other one doesn't have drive or, or maybe be the bridge to help the other one find their sexual connection again to help the connect the couples connect. Interesting thought. Not for me. Again, I would like to be there while all of this is negotiated and um, tightly wrapped up in a bow. So what do you guys think? I'd really like to know. Dear Nikki, I don't think of myself as a slut. I've only had two boyfriends and only lost my virginity when I turned 18. I've since had only a few sexual partners. I'm not a prude. I've just never been super confident and really came into my body within the last year. I've lost weight, gained appreciation for myself, and started to become a lot more sexual. Last month, I was at a friend of a friend's birthday party. There were a ton of people there, and it was the first party I'd ever attended where I felt like I fit in and belonged. I was drinking pretty heavily, which was also new. I'd gotten pretty healthy, but I also discovered I liked being drunk. Throughout the night, I flirted with a lot of guys, but there was this one guy there that kept my attention more than anyone else. I'll call him Tyler. Tyler was tall, muscular, and had bright eyes with a beautiful smile. We talked on and off throughout the night. I learned he was only in town for the birthday. He actually lived about five hours away. I'm not a one-night stand kind of woman, but I couldn't help thinking that if I was, he would be the perfect candidate. Hot. Into me. Almost no chance of strings getting attached. Coming out of a bad breakup, that was important to me. I hadn't worn anything super sexy that night, but my jeans hugged my ass and my tits pushed up. He'd been very obviously checking me out all night, and it turned me on a lot. We finally found ourselves in the most secluded part of the house, and being too horny, drunk 20 years old, naturally, we played Jenga. He made several moves on, but I think he sensed I was nervous, so we decided to play a game. The game got competitive. We really got into it, both of us having a lot of fun laughing with each other. I don't think I realized how horny I was until I blurted out what I did. I was attempting to pull a risky Jenga piece, and he was nagging me about it. I was feeling confident and said, Listen, if this destroys the tower, I'll suck your dick. Immediately, my face got really red when I realized what I said. Tyler stared at me and burst out laughing. Careful, I'll hold you to that. I think I could have let it go if I stayed quiet. He probably would have just assumed I was an awkward dork and nothing would have happened. That's what the old me would have done. But I didn't like her. I wanted to be sexy and daring. So I took a deep breath and said, No, seriously. Tyler looked at it and said, If you win, we'll go to your car. I'll suck your dick. If I win, you eat me out. Really? 
I nodded, hoping he couldn't hear how loud my heart was racing. Really? And to be honest, I still don't know if I lost that game on purpose or not. I was really drunk, really horny, and really wanted his cock in my mouth. Despite how competitive I usually am, all I know is two moves later, I made a dumb move, and that tower collapsed. We looked at each other. I think he was still giving me an out, but I was determined. Let's go, I told him. I followed him to his car, which was parked down the street. It was late, and it was dark. He asked if I still wanted to drive somewhere else, but I needed to do it while I still had the motivation. You're really going to suck my dick because you lost to Jenga, he asked. I had to laugh at how crazy it sounded. I was being a slut, and I actually liked it. I kissed him and we made out in the back seat of his car for a while. I rubbed his stick through his jeans and I was pleasantly surprised at how big he felt. Finally, I pulled away for him him, and took off my shirt. I have a history of being self-conscious about my breast, because they're not the largest, but I knew a blowjob without any tits was lame, and I was beginning to appreciate my body. Luckily, he did too. He told me my tits were beautiful, which was the right thing to say, of course. I got down on my knees and took out his dick. He was about six and a half inches, with the thickest cock I'd ever seen. I smiled at him and began to kiss his dick. I'd only given blowjobs to four guys, and while I didn't feel like an expert at all, I still knew what work. My hair was short, but he grabbed a fistful of it as I licked him up and down. I found that encouraging. He tasted slightly sweaty, but I didn't mind. I planted kisses on his balls on the head of his penis. I wanted him to feel like I was worshipping his penis. I made sure he was looking into my eyes when I finally took his cock into my mouth. Tyler was cursing under his breath, which was incredibly hot to me. I stroked him as I sucked top of his dick. I was working my way down slowly, enjoying him muttering and squirming. I was determined to take that dick all the way down my throat. And finally, his balls were on my chin. I knew what guys were like to hear, and I gagged wetly and loudly. I continued like that for several minutes, building a deliberate pace, working his cock in and out of my throat. I could feel him tensing up, and I knew he was beginning to take control. He actually knocked my hand out of the way, which I'd never had happen to me. He put his hands on the both sides of my head and began to thrust into my mouth. Both my past boyfriends had tried to face-fuck me, but I didn't let them. I didn't find it fun and thought it was demeaning. But this was the new me, and I was going to let him use my mouth however he wanted. I was gagging really loudly and just seemed to make it go harder and faster. His balls were repeatedly slapping against my chin, and my instincts were telling me to pull away. But I wasn't about to chicken out. Finally, he held my head firmly in place and began to come. I looked up at him as he kept coming down my throat. I'm damn proud to say this. I swallowed every drop. Fuck! Thank God you suck at Jenga, he said, which made me burst out laughing. The next thing he said surprised me. Tyler looked at me and said, Your turn. I was genuinely taken aback. Every guy I've been with tapped out from anything sexual after coming. But Tyler was volunteering to eat me out. And I was absolutely going to let him. He kissed me and we switched seats. He undid my pants and slid them off of me. I was wearing a small black thong and began to kiss my thighs like I had kissed his cock. 
I'd shaved my pussy the night before, just in case, and I was glad I had. Tyler took the time taking off my thong. He had told me my pussy looked delicious. This made my face flush even more red. I'm glad we did this at night, because I'm sure I look like a tomato. He kissed my pussy lips and slipped his tongue into me. It made me shudder. He moaned between my legs, which was a beautiful sound. As he began to really eat my pussy, his phone began to ring. He quickly put it on silent, and I jokingly asked him if it was girlfriend. He seemed to hesitate and said he was single, which I'm going to have to believe. I couldn't focus on it then. I just hope I wasn't being a mistress. He ate my pussy like he was majoring in it. I've never had someone eat my cunt so methodically. He kept darting his tongue in and out, licking me up and down, sucking on my clit. He'd go faster and then slow it down, then speed it back up. I was honestly going crazy. I don't really know what I was saying, but I was saying it high-pitched and repeatedly. It was something like, fuck, fuck, eat my pussy, fuck, fuck, but maybe more incoherent. I grabbed his head and began to fuck his face now. I was thrusting my pussy into his mouth, rubbing myself against his tongue. I came hard. My legs were wrapped around his head and my thick thighs were probably nearly suffocating him. I finally let him go. And he took me into a comically long breath that made me laugh despite how exhausted I was. I was completely naked in his car and I didn't feel any insecurities. I was glowing. He smiled and said, I know I just ate, but you want to go get some food? We got a pizza together, and it was surprising casual considering that I had just swallowed his cum and he had just eaten me out half hour before. We didn't make any promises to see each other again, didn't exchange numbers, and didn't go home together. I haven't seen him since. But that night was one of the wildest, most out-of-character moments for me, and I'm so glad it happened. I've become so much more confident, so much more free, and I'm letting go of all my negative self-perceptions and stupid feelings of guilt. I have Tyler and Jenga to thank for that. Alexis. Well, hello, Alexis. I think this was a great story for the new year. I, I mean, I loved the first one I did, but I didn't see this. You wrapped this one up in a pretty little bow of letting go and being more confident and feeling so much for free. You know, I know this was a one night stand, but there's nothing like being with somebody that where you can fully let go and embrace a more sexy side of yourself and finding that sensual sexual side. And it doesn't necessarily mean swapping or fucking or uh, other people or watching other people or some of the things we normally see. It could be anything. Like I said, it could be just wearing blue boxers on a Wednesday instead. That could be the kinkiest thing that gets you so rock hard for your partner or the fact that Maybe wear thong Thursday, you know, it, you wear regular cotton panties on, you know, during the week, but that Thursday comes along and that thong goes right on. And that's okay too. I say celebrate it. And if it leads to exploring something else, that's amazing too. And if not, if that's this, you know, the sexiest that you see yourself being or know yourself to be, then that's okay too. But I'm going to have to say, I've. Don't, I think this is the first time we've ever, you know, we've had card games and other things before, but never Jenga. And this isn't stripper Jenga. I don't know how that would work. Um, <laughs> someone, if you have a, a direction on stripper 
Jenga, you're going to have to write in and let me know the rules on that one. Cause I don't, I've never, you know, I've never played Jenga. I just, I would knock it down on the first try. So if anybody wants a blow job, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I really should tell my partner, Hey, you want to play Jenga? I'll suck your dick if I knock the tire down, which boom. Oh God, guess I have to, you know, give you a BJ now. <laughs> oh dear me. Yes. I love this. I absolutely do. I love the fact that, you know, when she wrapped it up, she said she became, she has become more confident, more free and letting herself go of all the negative self-perceptions and stupid feeling of guilt. You know, as it speaks to me because of the journey I'm about to start this, this year with you guys. And I am letting some stuff go of negative self-perceptions and stooping feelings of guilt. Um, I'm really starting to jump forward and being more confident. So as I said, those are some hints, the, uh, some things that have been asked in either. I do read comments and I do read, um, I don't really read not that often. It's been a couple months since I've read reviews. So I, I do read them and there is a review in there. If you want to dig through them where someone suggested something and that's your hint. So there you go. And if you've emailed me about something, not a story, but directly about if you, I have you, I have something that's going on too. So there you go. There are your hints. A few of you will know what I'm talking about. And one of them you can search for, one of them you cannot. So I'm directly answering someone that messaged or emailed me about a month ago about something. And January, not January, February 1st is that. That is my uh, present to you and um, embracing myself. So there you go. I think this is a perfect place to stop for the name. I want to thank you again for joining me. Don't forget Crazy Winter Nights. I'll be there. I think there's still tickets available. Um, So if you happen to be around and, you know, want to Nebraska area-ish, actually it's in Nebraska, and you want to go, I would love to see you there. Love to have a drink with you. Just to chat and say hello, even if it's just to quickly tell me how kinky you or you and your partner have been. I'd love to hear it. And in closing, hello lover, why don't we go get a Jenga game? I bet I'd be giving you a blowjob within like two seconds. You want to try it? I know I do. I really want to know. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, have a fucking fabulous new year. <laughs>